0: It's the Prep Rally podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports.
1: Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is Prep Rally, the podcast. I'm Chip Souza. Joined this week by Paul Boyd and Henry Apple. Ricky Fires is a little under the weather. We won't disclose what his illness is, but I think he's got an ingrown fingernail. Well, get get. Better, Ricky. Come on, we need you back we're, here. We're we're hoping he can uh, recover from that after a couple of weeks and uh, and and get better. And uh, you know, the ingrown t- uh, fingernails can be tough. You know, they can they can they can li- have lingering effects. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so hey, anyway, we're going to rodeo though. That's right. That's right. So Ricky is not here today, but we're going to wing it. We're uh, like Henry said, we're on a wing and a prayer, and I'm winging, and Henry's praying. So so. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Here we go. So we got a little high school sports to talk about this week. Uh, We had a 7-on-7 tournament over at Siloam Springs. This was the second... 7-on-7 uh, tournament that we've had in the Northwest Arkansas area. The first one was in Alma the week before. Uh, this week was in Salem Springs. So, uh, Henry, I know uh, our Graham Thomas from the Salem Springs Herald-Leader covered that for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And Sepulpa, uh, uh, Oklahoma came over and won that. They beat a, uh, a pretty good Harrison team to win that championship.
1: Yeah, a Harrison team who's going to have to do a little bit of retooling and lost a Great offensive weapon last year in Cole Kilon. Yes, but now here's Logan Plumley. He's yep. ready to step in and assume the duties. So here we go again. Now the Goblins will be tough again. They will
2: be tough again. and Like they say way up there in Harrison, we don't rebuild, we reload. And uh, so it looks like they're going to be, uh, uh, you know, pretty good team again this year. Of course, I know it's seven on seven, and that doesn't tell the whole story because there's no blocking and tackling, but. Um, on the skill position players, looks like Harrison's going to have some pretty good skill position guys.
1: Yeah, again, you know, mentioned Logan Plumley. Uh, they had a young sophomore quarterback. His name sort of escapes me right now. But this kid had to lead them to a playoff win when Coquelin was That's injured. Right. Uh, Logan Plumley uh, was quarantined because of contact with COVID. Yep. So here he comes in a third string quarterback, a sophomore. If I remember, Henry, he's a in
2: the words of some the, the the radio said he's a big old boy, I think. Is that know, right. I was, not is that, that right? big, but he no. was quick. And Maybe it was Keelan that was big, big yeah,
1: kid. Keelan was a big one, and he had hit you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but this one here, I think his last name was Jones. And like I said, Beck, Beck I was, Jones? Beck Jones. Beck that's Jones. Where, where it is. Okay, there you but, go. Yeah, he was more of a runner, so. They just simply went to more like a wing T offense. And and said, I love. There we
2: go. Yeah, running the single wing offense, yeah, kind of. So that's uh, that's like like Clarksville does. Uh, so good seven on seven over there. Now we had quite a few, uh, Henry, quite a few local uh, in Northwest Arkansas teams in this event um, in the semifinal. Uh, uh, see in the semifinals of that of that uh, event. To get to the championship game, Harrison knocked off Bentonville West, which actually was the number one seed coming out
1: of pool play. Yeah, Bentonville West won the pool play, and including a win in that, they defeated Harrison, but then Harrison come back and uh, beat them in the bracket play. Uh, and then I remember reading where uh, Joel Wells had said, hey, we just had too many guys going to the, both ways, and as hot as it was last Sunday or Saturday, I'm sure that wore them out pretty good. I'm sure it
2: did. I am sure it did. And then in the other semifinals, Sepulpa, Oklahoma, uh, beat Springdale. Now, Springdale, uh, they rallied. I don't think they played that well in pool play, but when it got to bracket play or tournament play, they kind of turned it on and uh, and and won several games to reach the semifinals. But Sepulpa laid it on them pretty good in the semifinals. And then they beat – Harrison in the finals 36 to 18 to win that uh, I think they're calling it
1: the state line shootout is what they called it yeah a lot of uh, not only local teams but some coming over from Oklahoma and Making a nice little event and, and something that can help them out during the summer because it's not going to hurt them any unless, Absolutely. Uh, of course, you lose a player by a freak injury or something like that, which I didn't hear of any like
2: that. I didn't either. I didn't either. So that's wrapped up uh, the uh, the Siloam Springs State Line Shootout 707. Now, Paul, uh, tomorrow on Thursday is going to drive up across the border to Missouri. Missouri. Gotta, Missouri. Exactly. Got to talk like the natives there. Missouri up to Branson which doesn't need state name after the end of it. Everybody knows where Branson is. That's right. Uh, he's going to go up there, and they're going to have, uh, after, of course, last year after everything was shelved for COVID, you know COVID reasons, this year it's back. And, Paul, you went up there a couple of years ago and covered this event.
0: I've, I've been a couple of times. It's a good event. They do a really good job. It's a 2014 event. And, you know, I think I can't, there are about half a dozen Arkansas schools up there uh, I think Rogers is going to have two teams in there, and I think Alma's going to have two teams. Um, in addition, Bentonville, is I think they're sending their JV. I talked to them, and, that, and they've sent uh, Varsity and JV in, in past. So, so there's uh, quite a few you know, area schools here there.
2: Now I'm going to make a couple of suggestions, on Henry, on how to make this event a success. First off, you need to have Yakov Shmirnov come in and be the entertainment um, between games, that would be number one. And then number two, if the game is tied at the end of regulation, at the end of 20 minutes, they should have – line them up and have the Lamberts throw the rolls at them, and whoever drops a roll, they lose and the other team wins.
1: Yeah, or in in the case of this time, hey – Let's throw a little Guy Fieri in oh, there.
2: Oh, get a little Guy Burger. Yeah, a
1: little Guy Burger. A little in Flavor there. Town.
2: Yeah, they could <laughs> going to Flavor Town. Uh, that's out of bounds. That's the thing to say. That's out of bounds. So just a couple of ways, Paul. I think they could spice up this seven oh seven a little bit.
0: I, I'll pass it along tomorrow. There, there you I'll, go. I'll see what they got
2: to say. I'll take a little cut of that action sure. if that, if that actually happens.
0: So, Paul, you said you mentioned Bentonville will be taking their JV. That's correct. Uh, Rogers is taking two teams. Uh, Harrison's taking a team. Alma's taking two teams. Two teams, okay. Uh, Gentry, I think I think there's one more I'm missing, but okay. I know Gentry is also going to be there. So there's there's about six. Arkansas schools, but twenty four total, and this will be at Branson High School. Branson High School, correct. Okay. Nice, very nice complex. I mean, they got an area there where they got about area for it's it's similar to what Shiloh Christian does. Okay, they've they've got a good area where it's it's a little spread out, but they've got you know six or eight different fields, so practice fields, and correct. things yes. like that that they'll
2: yes. play on uh, before they get into I guess the tournament play. Yeah. Paul, what time's that going to start on Thursday? Uh, start at
0: two o'clock uh, and go all afternoon. So. Yeah, they're saying the championship game at 645 probably-ish. Yeah. (laughs) You know they're catching a little bit of a break, uh, Henry. You know it's outside. I think today
1: is like in the mid eighties. You know, yeah, out mid eighties, so. and enjoy it today and possibly tomorrow because yeah. come Friday, I'm hearing it's going to get hot again. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's exactly what
0: I told my wife. I've been up there a couple of times and it's been sweltering a couple yeah. of times when I've been there before. Should be really nice tomorrow though. Well, that's when you go to Silver Dollar City between games
2: and maybe go to spla- hit that splash, hit splash. down ride. Right. There yeah. you go. Hit that, that yeah. down Do right a little fire you know. in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> So good, so good. Seven on seven going on all around us for teams uh, that are working on their passing game and pass defense skills for the defenders, things like that. And of course, that's all kind of leading into the Shallow Christian bringing back this year the Elite Southwest Elite Seven on Seven. That'll be in mid July. The difference this year and in years past, Henry, is it's going to be held on a Wednesday and a Thursday. This year, I believe the dates are the 13th and the 14th, but it might be the 14th and 15th. But it's right there in the middle of July, and we will have Jeff Conway, the Shiloh Christian head football coach, athletic director, on the podcast uh, the week uh, of that uh, event to give us some more detail. Uh, But glad to see that back. Absolutely, yeah, glad to see that back. And any and all team, you know, camps and things like that, and seeing these kids getting to a more of a normalcy out there. And uh, looking forward to that as we uh, the summer m- marches on, Henry, into the end of June. This you know, the, Right at the end of June. Next week's the end of June. Can you believe it's gone that
1: fast? It, it's hurtling just quickly. Going about as fast as Isaiah Satanga can run. There, ooh, and that's fast. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's a great segue. We're going to talk a little bit of
2: Isaiah Satanga. Um, he uh, had committed to, and of course he's the Fayetteville wide receiver and a track star, um, and but he didn't run track that much this year. He's still you know, coming off an injury from football, but um, by some accounts and some uh, of the sur- recruiting services have him as the number one prospect in the state of Arkansas. He had verbally committed to Texas A&M, uh, which was not a huge, huge surprise, surprise, considering he was from Texas. He had gone to school in Texas until his dad took a, a job at the U of A as an assistant uh, on the men's track team. Uh, But he committed to Texas A&M, and then uh, last week he announced on Twitter um, that he was going to decommit. He's going to pull that verbal commitment back, open
1: up his recruitment, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, and immediately he went and took an official visit all the way up to Oregon. Yeah. And, of course, uh, when you think of Oregon, what do you think of but those all sorts of color uniforms? Hideous. (laughs) It's hideous. It's uh, they look like someone got a yellow highlight marker and went crazy in the locker room. Yeah, but you know uh, they know that. But Oregon also has a very good track team, yes, sir. so yes, they're sir. in that mix. Uh, he did post, you know, he's Arkansas is back yep. in the mix. You know, I'm sure he would love nothing better, for, you know, play for the Hogs and also run for track and be right there with his dad. Exactly.
2: So. Um, and uh, also, I know LSU had come through with an offer. Uh, this was several weeks ago. Um, there was widespread speculation that if LSU did make an offer that that would catch his attention and could lead to a decommitment from Texas A&M. I'm not saying the two are linked. I'm just saying I had gotten a, a, a little insider information on that, that LSU's offer was uh, going to make, would, would possibly make him step back from that commitment to A&M. And lo and behold, he has stepped back from it. So that's what's going on right now in the world of football. And uh, just another little bit of coaching news uh, this week, Uh, Josh Brown, who had been the successful coach in any way you want to paint it, uh, way down in Waldron, um, he had announced uh, at the end of the basketball season that he was stepping down as the boys' basketball coach to accept an administrator's job within the Waldron School District. He announced today on social media that he has taken the head boys' basketball coaching job at Mansfield, Class 2A Mansfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a little interesting move because you know, he's had all the success in the at the 3A level. Now he's going to go to 2 and he's not going that far away. Nope. Waldron, Mansfield, you know, that's a short distance. So I'm sure he could do a good job there at, with a Mansfield team. And also, you know, it's a case where with Waldron having success in 3A, but in the next cycle they're going up to 4 Full, Yeah, full-fledged so, in all sports, yeah. Uh, that will be interesting. It will be. Um, so he'll be making that move probably doesn't even
2: have to move. I'm guessing it because of the close proximity and I'm not sure where they live. Uh, but probably because of the close proximity between Waldron and Mansfield probably can stay in the same house and just, you know, and make that move over to, uh, to Mansfield without having to buy a new house
1: and relocate a family. Oh, well, that's where he has to buy all these new clothes, you know, Waldron having that orange and now he has to go to that Mansfield that red, red tiger. Black.
2: Yep. That red tiger. So uh, a little bit of coaching news there. And, uh, Tonight, Of course, this week, uh, this is not a, not prep sports related, but we have a lot of sports going on this week. This has been a busy, busy week for us at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We've got um, golf, junior golf going on. The Stacey Lewis uh, All-Star Invitational going on started on Tuesday at the Blessings. Um, this is an annual event that was held last year. One of the few sporting events that was mm-hmm. held last year um, was back again this year out there at the Blessings, so that was uh, a three- round event that was tuesday wednesday thursday we also had the top juniors in the state playing at shadow valley um, tuesday and again today that tournament will wrap up the arkansas uh, junior golf association tournament there at shadow valley had that going on then of course it was not here last year paul but the rodeo is back in springdale that starts tonight, Wednesday night, and that'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Parsons Stadium at Springdale. Paul, it's always fun for me to
0: go to the rodeo and see these, these uh, guys and gals compete. Absolutely. I can't wait. It's, uh, you know, people who, who haven't, who may not know rodeo, Go check it out yeah it's fun it's you'll fun. have you'll have a
2: good time exactly it, it's a great time it's great family entertainment and uh, so we'll be covering that all this week and into the weekend and then that gets us Henry to the end of June and then it won't be long that uh, you know they're going to be back in you know some, summer practice is going to be starting here the first week of
1: August yeah because well of course we'll have to deal with the two-week dead week period where you know coaches and players can't have that contact but, what, what what are those dates Henry I think it starts July 4th, but I'm not totally definite on it. It, That may be a a week up. I'm not sure. But, yeah, the two-week dead period will come in. And just before you know it, you know, we've already mentioned, first of August, hey, that's football practice, but, you know, like, high school golf season starts that week. That's right. So, and got a little cross country. And I've been
2: noticing, uh, I come over here to Springdale to work out at the, at the Springdale rec center. And I'm seeing shallow Christians kids out there running, you know, you know, staying in cross country shape. You can't beat you know, can't just, can't just jump out of the car, you know, on August 1st and run a cross country meet. That's something you got to train for year round. And, uh, the heat, uh, heat, if it's hot, it's hot, it's whatever it, whatever
1: it is, it is. Yeah. And, and one of the things I know this, uh, you know, we're here in, in the summertime and all that. I know while we had to deal with the pandemic, it was always mask up and all this. But now we're dealing with hot summer. So yeah. uh, the key words now is hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. hydrate. Yes. yes, and we'll talk about that. And uh, something I have been
2: interested in, Paul, and I'm going to check on this uh, to see if they're going to bring it back. But, you know, Mercy uh, Hospital uh, here in Rogers um, has always had a coaches, somewhat of a coaches clinic yes. there at the Embassy Suites in Rogers. Um, and it's connected with the Kendrick Fincher Foundation. And uh, they give away Gatorade. It's one of the sponsors. They give away, uh, you know, drink bottles and things like that. And uh, you're right, Henry, hydration is the key. And, and uh, uh, you know, something that we'll we'll talk about more as we get closer to that start date for, for football. Uh, but it applies to all sports, all outdoor sports, and they need to be, be
1: aware of that. Not just outside sports indoors yes. you know you think oh it, there's air conditioning and all that i'm telling you the other day i was in an air conditioned building i will not disclose where i was at but all of a sudden i could feel it i was suffering from heat exhaustion wow and so i tanked you know i got home and i started tanking up on fluids real quick we need to get henry one of those backpacks with the uh, you put keep, the water in with the <laughs> keep it the, on. yeah yeah there you go high there quality h2o you know, yeah there I'm, you go some, and i was some bobby drinking, boucherism yeah. there <laughs> I was drinking, you know, I thought I had drunk enough. Guess what? No. Nope. I was
0: wrong. Yep. Yep. Um, so got that going on. Well, you were talking about high school sports and I talked with Natalie Thronberry over at Fort Smith Southside, the volleyball coach. She's they're gonna host a play day and, and she said, Fingers crossed, Paul, that the the uh, new arena oh, yeah. will be ready. So they would host in that schedule for late this month. So for those of you who don't know, um, we've talked about this a little bit, but
2: Fort Smith Northside and Fort Smith Southside, both will have new basketball arenas. Um, for Southside, what a tremendous improvement that will be, which was highly regarded as not yeah. the top gym in the 7A West and by any means. Just to be kind. Yeah, yes. just to be kind. And, of course, Northside, uh, didn't have an arena, but they've played at Condart Grizzly Fieldhouse for a long time. They're going to miss that that
0: coziness of of Condart Fieldhouse, Paul. Well, there's a lot of tradition there. Yes. Yeah. So, and you you can't. That's something you can't remake. That's all right. All of a sudden.
2: That's right. It'll be interesting uh, to see how they position the student section um, in the new arenas. But uh, congratulations to Fort Smith. Uh, both Northside and Southside for getting those new arenas. Uh, of course, Rogers opened up their new arena mid-season last year, and uh, you know, good. Those are beautiful, you know, beautiful facilities. And if you want to host state events, um, you know, those are what you have to have. And uh, and I would imagine that with Northside being in the Central Conference and Southside being in the West Conference, at least for one more school year. Uh, we'll see, uh, m- then uh, perhaps uh, I believe it would be the Central's turn, Henry, to host set a 6A state basketball, and maybe Northside will will put a bid in for
1: that. Yeah. I was talking to Walter Woody last night while we were waiting for the Nationals game to start, and there is a possible talk that they may split the 6A and let Southside host a part, little part of it and Northside host That'd a little be part two. of it, you know, but. So you let them break in the gyms right, yeah. which, you know, you know, the new arenas, because uh, just a different – hey, you can get more people in there. That would be and, fantastic. You know, we talked about the new arenas. You know, not only that, Gravit opened a new arena last yep. year. P. Ridge opened up. Yes. I got to see both the first games in both new arenas, and I said the only thing missing here right now, I want to see this place build – And rocking with noise,
2: and we're going to see that this year uh, as as we move toward a full capacity at all the arenas and the football stadiums, and uh, as we again move back to normalcy. Yeah, that's that's what everybody's hoping for.
1: The next time I I hear face mask, I want to know if it's a five or fifteen yard penalty, and let's get it if it's an automatic first down. Let's go, let's go.
2: And so, Paul, that got that going on. And of course, we also want to continue to mention the perfect timing collegiate league baseball going on uh, every Monday through Thursday. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights starting at 530 at Tyson Park in Springdale as a lot of college kids from uh, the Midwest as well as kids from this region um, are playing this summer to improve their game, some hoping to be seen Absolutely. Um, By some some of the uh, larger colleges and or junior colleges out there. So uh, these players aren't just out there, you know, just playing. They're playing for a purpose. Uh, Some, you know, some who might be coming off injuries from last spring. Some who are looking to, you know, make a move and that kind of thing. Like the story we had on Blake Adams uh, last week. Uh, the former Springdale Harbor standout who had gone to Arkansas. Things didn't quite work out. So he's looking for a new home. He's in the transfer portal looking for a new home. He's got his list narrowed down to four places he's going to go. So he's working on his game this summer in the perfect timing league. So it's kids like that, definitely uh, you know, high-level playing kids out there. It's free. Just get, get out, go out there. Uh, You'll have to ask sometimes who's this and who's that, but uh,
0: the, the players and coaches are real nice, and they'll tell you who they are. Oh, in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, and just what you said, you want to see some good entertainment, some good baseball? Yes. Go go out there You know, in the afternoon, 30, 6 o'clock, you catch a couple of games. Absolutely. So that's about it for, for this week's edition of Prep Riley the podcast. See, wing of a prayer,
2: my wings, Henry's prayers, we got through it.
0: Yeah, Thanks, Henry. Thanks, Henry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for this week's edition of uh, Prep Rally, the podcast. We will be back next week, and we will talk some more 7-on-7 and some more team sports and things like that. Thanks for joining us. For Paul Boyd and Henry Apple, I'm Chip Sousa. We'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.